probably my most told anecdote, tidbit, fun fact, whatever you want to call it. Something about it without film makes people laugh or go, that makes so much sense. And I, is that a compliment? I don't know. I've yet to figure that out. But anyways, when I was about four or five years old, every night before bed, I would insist that my parents play me the Shrek soundtrack. I'm almost positive it was the Now That's What I Call Shrek CD, the one from 2007, which includes both the Shrek 1 and Shrek 2 soundtracks. But I wouldn't just beg for them to play like an hour before bed while I was playing the Littlest Pet Shops or something. No. I would have them pop that baby into my little CD player and have it playing like some white noise while I fell asleep. What kind of crackhead behavior? How do you think that altered my brain chemistry having this play every night as I was about to enter REM sleep? Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm Tony Elton and this is Soundscape, Songs That Define Gen Z. We made it to episode two, what a feat. I'm excited for all the topics I have planned to cover on this podcast, but this one might be my most anticipated. On this episode, we're flipping a year ahead from last episode to 2001 with All Star by Smash Mouth. Wait a fucking minute, Tony. Didn't this song come out in 1999? You can't cover it for the 2001 episode. Actually, yes, I can because one, this is my podcast, so I do whatever I want, and two... This song had a resurgence when it appeared as the opening song in the 2001 hit film, Shrek. So there you go. Do with that whatever you will. But we're talking Smash Mouth today regardless. And yes, a whole lot of Shrek too. So enjoy. I don't know about you, but I'm not particularly interested in Smash Mouth as a band. Not saying that they don't deserve us talking for 30 minutes about them. I bet I bet I could. I bet I could really dive into that research and do that. But that's not the most integral part of how this song plays into the 2000s, I don't think. Sorry, Smash Mouth. So in this episode, unlike the last, we won't be focused on the artist so much. Sorry, in a Smash Mouth, you're not as iconic as Britney Spears, even though your one-hit wonder song is... Okay, well, not really one-hit wonder. They had, like, Walking on the Sun, right? That was both pretty good song, too. But, like, t- you think of Smash Mouth, you think of All-Star. Anyways. But here's a little background info. A few fun tidbits about the group. The band formed in San Jose, California in 1994, with the original lineup consisting of Steve Harwell on lead vocals, Kevin Coleman on drums, Greg Camp on guitar, and Paul DeLisle on bass. When the second-to-last member standing, Steve Harwell, left the band in 2021, which, like... He's the lead vocalist. The most iconic part of Smash Mouth is the vocals. Anyways, Delisle remained the only original member left. So like, what the what the fuck are they doing then? I don't really have a good idea, although I did take a gander at their website, smashmouth.com. I don't, I don't know why that's funny to me. It just is. Like, what? They really got that domain. Um, but they have a new frontman named Zach Good and have a few upcoming shows. And also, like, not to rip on Smash Mouth, but their page is really trying hard to sell you this new lineup. And hold on, I gotta read the excerpt from it. Is this too much? Am I being too sassy already? Just wait. Just fucking wait. I go to the about. And it says, 2022 is upon us. Another fresh new reset of the month autometer. What the fuck are they talking about? But this particular New Year is especially exciting and significant for Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum legend Smash Mouth. Oh my god. This year welcomes a shockingly improved and utterly re-energized Smash Mouth with the proud introduction of our, 
of their hugely talented new frontman, Zach Good. But the reality, Smash Mouth is now poised to consistently deliver the best live show you'll see in 2022. And here's why. Ammunition. Smash Mouth has the best songs, and more of them than any of our friendly competitors, period. Like, why are they trying to sell themselves like that? It's such a turnoff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's mean. But it's true. Anyways, apparently Smash Mouth is a football term. I did, in fact, look it up, and it was a bunch of gibberish talking about fullbacks and tailbacks and whatever. Honestly, I just don't care. I lost interest in that. Didn't even write it down. But you can look it up if you feel so inclined. Well, in that vein, that's all I care about about this band, really. Please hit me up if you have any cool facts about Smash Mouth, if you know... If you know some, because I generally couldn't find anything. So, um, moving on. Now, All-Star is almost a completely different conversation. Even though Smash Mouth as a whole didn't have a huge impact, All-Star definitely did. Although, although you can argue that they did have a big impact. Apparently, SmashMouth.com has a different take. So, this is just my opinion, guys. The 2000s anthem was released on Smash Mouth's 1999 album, Astro Lounge. It was the first single released off the album. It mixes ska punk with 90s pop alternatives such as Sugar Ray and Third Eye Blind. What can get better than that? What can get better than that? It was received really well, which kind of surprises me for some reason. I feel like critics hate this kind of early ska punk, pop punk stuff. I don't know. I feel like 90s critics hated a lot of stuff after like the death of grunge. Maybe they were feeling more like optimistic, needing something new and fresh after 1994 but i don't know they there's still a lot of reviews shitting on like counting crows and like hooting the blowfish and stuff that's a separate that's a separate topic but you know what i mean like they didn't like this fun lighthearted shit they were not about it after grunge but i don't know i wasn't i wasn't there anyways uh it was nominated for a grammy for best pop performance by a group or duo in 2000 it was charted not only in the u.s but also in australia and canada so that's pretty cool the song rose again in popularity, like I said, after being featured as the opening song for Shrek. Okay, hold on. God damn it. I gotta look this up again. Shrek 1 intro. It's so good. I just have to watch it right now. Okay, they got the little story book. Oh, this makes me want to watch Shrek so bad. Fearful sort. I just love Mike Myers. That's a fun fact about me. Mike Myers can do no wrong. Cat in the Hat live action. So I married an axe murderer? That shit is so funny. Okay, we understand the story, Shrek. Let's get to the good. He's taking a shit. In a shit. She was looking kind of dumb with the finger and the thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Where's this lyric, honestly? Yo, the animation is so funny. So much to do, so much to see, so much wrong with it. Get you back, Mike, what? Shrek is living a good life. He's a plant for over standards. He's cleansing, he's brushing his teeth. He's washing himself in mud. He rinses off in a little pond. He has a healthy. Oh, camera 
Okay, I'm sorry. That was a little, I had to just get that out of my system. But I love Shrek. I need to rewatch it. It's so fucking good. Anyways, the filmmakers for Shrek actually placed All-Star as a filler when they were editing the movie and were going to replace it with a song by Matt Mahaffey? Mahaffey? Anyways, they, that had a similar feel to All-Star, but just, just decided to leave the song instead. Which I think, could you imagine having that intro without All-Star? It just fits so well for no reason. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know why it's so good. So Smash Mouth was hesitant first about having their song be in a family film, which like I put quotes around a family film because watching Shrek when you're older, it's like watching SpongeBob or something and you get, or Cat in the Hat. Mike Myers does this thing where he just like, he puts in the funniest shit. That's like funny for adults. You know, that's why this movie's so good and it like markets it to kids, but it, it's not really a family movie. Do you know what I'm saying? But they agreed after seeing an early screening of the movie to have their song in it. So win for Shrek. And win for Smash Mouth, honestly. Made them famous. So, the, and they liked the movie so much, I guess, that they also performed a cover of I'm a, I'm a Believer for the ending credits, which, yeah, that was on the CD that I used to listen to falling asleep. So, yep. The song again had a resurgence. Okay, so that's, that's Shrek. We understand how All-Star became so popular because of Shrek and all that. You know, we get it. But the, the weird thing with Gen Z is this shit just, if we like something, it just keeps coming back. It just keeps going around and around and around, you know? So the song again had a resurgence on the internet in the 2010s when it was being remixed and parodied numerous times. It was turned into a meme in relation to Shrek, which blew up on the internet amongst Gen Z. We all know what I'm talking about. We got, here's, here's the lowdown on the Shrek memes. That weird PC looking Shrek that's like bopping his head around, walking all cracked out. The funny, you know, there's funny videos with All-Star in it, like remixes, dumb shit like that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the female presenting Shrek with the blue v-neck. That's like a Sims mix with the Shrek. And then, you know, people are talking about Shrek is love and all this stuff. It just was like insane, out of context, weird pictures of Shrek that just like, I think Gen Z kids woke up one day and they were like, yo, this shit from our childhood is actually still so fucking funny. So like, let's make memes out of it. It's just like Spongebob. Like, it's the same thing. It just, like, had such an impact on our development. <laughs> our brain development. Ugh. So, yeah, I feel like Gen Z humor just stems a lot from, like, the random out-of-context shit and, like, weird media that we all consumed as kids. Like I said, like, Shrek, Spongebob. But what really made Shrek an iconic movie? Why did it have such an imprint on us besides being, you know, funny and have such a banging soundtrack that little, little Tony to sleep? So let's examine, let's unpack Shrek a little bit. So there's this Atlantic article by David Sims from 2014 that I read called Why the Internet is So Obsessed with Shrek. So that was like the resurgence of it. At that time, Shrek 2 was still, I think, the highest grossing animated film in the US. So it remained that for 10 years. That, that movie came out in 2004 and it remained the highest grossing animated film for 10 years. Like think about all the movies that came out between 2004 and 2014. Like when did Frozen come out? I think that that's when it got topped. 2013, that's insane. Anyways, so this article does say, <sighs> 
this art this article I took a lot from. I think it has a lot of good points, but it does say no one, and I quote, admits that the Shrek series is pretty crappy. And that was offensive to me because maybe no one admits it because maybe that's not true. It's not crappy. Maybe maybe you thought of that? I'm not just saying that ironically or funny, like I genuinely think that the first two Shrek movies are really good. Like they're funny and appeal to a wide range of audiences and they're not only funny in like a dick and fart joke sense of the word or like little kid funny, but in a way that's like witty and plays off pop culture, which we all know and love. Like, like this arc was trying to rip on Shrek 2 for like pulling from pop culture in like a hokey way. And I feel like it's not hokey. Like it's genuinely funny and like it's dumb enough where kids are laughing at it while witty enough that adults are laughing too. Like you have brought, you have made a movie to appeal, an animated movie nonetheless, to appeal to every age group. Maybe not like really old people, I don't know. I need to ask my grandparents or something if they like Shrek, but it appeals to pretty much everyone. Yeah, but this article really rips on the franchise. But like I said, it does talk a lot about how it appeals to different audiences and that it was a shared phenomenon before the internet really came crashing in. So it was something that people were all kind of rallying around and like had to, you know, were talking about before the internet really had a huge presence and that's why it probably had another resurgence when the internet was booming because people wanted to like talk about it on there as well and like joke around about it. So to be fair, the animation is pretty shitty. I won't lie. I saw the new Puss in Boots movie the other day and I was like, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting like Shrek animation. Like I don't, I haven't really seen like an animated movie besides maybe like some Pixar ones like Inside Out or something and like Frozen in like years. Like I just don't, typically watch them but i was like so blown away by this like new oh i guess like into the spider-verse too but it, it looks kind of like that because it's their dreamworks you know and so they have this like new animation style and i was like holy shit i was expecting expecting like madagascar and like shrek 2 vibes but that was not that was not it yeah to be fair it's pretty bad but all early 2000s animated movies were like that like i'm saying like think like madagascar or ice age or like the b movie holy shit I love the B-movie, guys. But I think that's also what made it memeable. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, that's so gross. It's, like, goofy and funny to look back on as an early 2000s animation style. But with Shrek, the actual content still holds up and is actually funny, which is why these memes are kind of enduring, in a sense. So, yeah. With all that said, anytime All-Star plays, without a doubt, people ages 16 to 26 are bound to know every word to this fucking song. If you played this at, like, a college football or like hockey game or some shit the student section would go absolutely insane they should actually do that actually as we learned smash mouth is a football term so i don't know get on that or something there's the sass again coming out i don't know i don't know what got into me to say the least all-star especially because of his associate association association with shrek wow that's really hard to say association with shrek <laughs> is largely to blame for the whack-ass humor of gen z and the proof is in the pudding. The meme pudding. Ugh, I wish I didn't say that, but I do love that saying. Like, what does it mean? It's so strange. The proof is in the pudding? What proof? What pudding? Why is it there? I'm gonna bring that back. Gen, Gen Z will love this. And with that, a shorter episode. Just a little, a little sweet treat. Talking about All Star. But we have more for you. 
We have an extra special guest joining us on the pod. My bestie, my roommate, my co-host, and my other shit show podcast, Pop Culture Vultures, is Julia Murtis. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. This reminds me of Pop Culture Vultures. I know, but we never recorded in here. We did once, remember? Yeah, early, early on. We got really hot. I feel like it's not as hot in here today. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. I think we were just, like, overstimulated and, like, didn't Scared, know. nervous. And then I was, like, fuck, fucking it up, like, setting up the equipment. Yeah, this is really the first stressful. time I've been in a podcast. I've recorded on a podcast in months. Yeah. So Damn. bear with me, guys. So I guess to start off before we get into that, Shrek 1 or Shrek 2, that's my first question for you. Oh, my God. It's just hit me in the face. Sorry. Well, this is controversial hmm. um, for you. Uh, yeah, she knows my answer. No, I love both, obviously. We should watch Shrek 1. I feel like Yeah, let's watch, watch Shrek 1. Okay, who calls... Do I just call it Shrek 1 or do I have one else? <laughs> Shrek. It's just Shrek. It's Shrek, and, but like... Well, I mean, when you're talking about it in comparison to Shrek the first 2. Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Okay. I love Shrek 2, but the, the thing is, I... Ugh, they're both so good. They're both so good, it's hard to compare them, honestly. Shrek 2, I had on DVD. I still have it on DVD, I have both the DVD in my room right now. What? At home, yep. <sighs> So if only we had a DVD player. I know. That'd be something. Um, but I only had Shrek 2 growing up, and so I think I just overwatched it mm-hmm. to the point that now I think I prefer Shrek 1 simply because I just haven't seen it as as much. I've, I've seen them both, like, thousands of times. But I feel, like, I feel like Shrek 1 is... The plot isn't as interesting. And I love the little, like, pop culture references in Shrek 2. Yeah, Shrek 2 is a little funnier, yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, like... I don't know. I feel like in Shrek 1, like... They're sort of establishing things, yeah. and you're sort of, like, getting into the world, but I can still... The, the world building it. is Shrek 1. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, yeah. yeah. Like, what happens in Shrek 1? I'm trying to remember. Okay, they, like, go... Okay, wait, the princess <laughs> is in the tower. Fiona. Okay, I love the Robin oh Hood scene. Wait, I love the... Oh, wait, the Robin Hood Yeah, okay. Okay, I forgot it's about still him really I love the scene where they do, like, the... It's like the dating game, and it's like, which princess? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was so funny. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, that one is funnier. See, we need to rewatch it. I, like, forgot parts. But right? Shrek 2, I could, like, go scene by scene. Like, this is what happens. Yeah. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. And, like, recently. I probably watch it, like, three times a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just remember something really sticking out to me about Shrek 1 is the scene where they, like, <laughs> inflate the, like, frog as a balloon. You know, oh what? my god, yeah. That was that strange. Yeah. That was like when that was like, like on a stick or something? Yeah. Or it was on the stick. And yeah, they like inflate it for like for what? And remember when the bird explodes? Oh yeah. Because she's singing. It's kind of strange. Wait, that's in the first one? Yeah. Oh. Because that's when he finds out she's an ogre, remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> the, see, I need to watch it. I've yeah. watched like the intro like a million times as I was like researching this, but that's like oh. all I've gotten. Oh my god, the the intro with the book. Dude, yeah. Um, I also had a realization that I like. I think I just love Mike Myers. Yeah, he's great. Because like Cat in the Hat, live action. Wait, Shrek. that's Mike Myers. Yeah, I think no, I just like love Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, that's like a weird thing. Do you like Austin Powers? I do. I like. So I married an axe murderer. That one's so funny. Have you seen that movie? No, oh never. God, it's so funny. Never I think I just that. like have a weird attachment. To him. He's very funny. He's so fucking yeah. funny. He's good at accents. That's yeah, for sure. Because he what he's. British, right? He's British? Or he's I Scottish. Well, I think Scottish, Scottish is an accent. Oh, what? I thought he is Scottish. Maybe he's... I'm trying to think of Cat in I the Hat. I think he's British because in Austin Powers, he's British. Well, think about Cat in the Hat. That's American, right? No. What? What is he? He kind of has an accent in Cat in the Hat. Well, let's see. Nationality like, of Mike Myers. Okay. 
what it says American, British, and Canadian. <laughs> so, okay, I think he's British. He's Canadian. Wow, that came out of left field, man. I could kind of see that. But, like, they have that weird, like, kind of twang in their voice where, like, you could do, like, a British or a Scottish or a... Sure, he's really good at a Scottish. I, f- I always thought he was Scottish when I was a kid. I, like, I guess he Shrek. is American in Cat in the Hat. Is he? Gotta be, This right? is, like, one of my favorite movies. How do I not know? Because he's like... You pay this woman to sit on babies? <laughs> I do it for free. <laughs> that sounds like New Jersey. I can't. Okay. Anyways, moving on. The next question I would ask. We've talked about this a lot, but some core like pop culture things from your childhood that were like formative to you. Movies, mm. TV shows. Obviously, we talked about SpongeBob. Yeah. So fucking good. I feel like SpongeBob literally... SpongeBob and like Shrek are honestly the reason for like Gen Z humor. Yes. Like it just... For sure. It's to a T. To a T. I don't know why necessarily. Well, they're both really funny. They're really funny. I think it was just like, that was like, those were the two biggest things for our generation. Yeah. And they're easy to make memes out of, frankly. There's just a lot of like funny stills and things that you can take from both of them. Um, And I think that both of them also appeal to adult audiences too, because my dad likes Shrek and my dad is really like critical of animated movies and kids movies and he quotes shrek see every i think so all parents it's are funny like, but it's different in spongebob i think most parents hate oh my SpongeBob. god my dad hates spongebob my parents yeah. do too they're like that shit's so, so annoying. annoying like yeah spongebob's voice can be a little bit annoying but, like, but the they don't understand so they don't understand how funny it is and the next day and, and the, next the next day and the, the next day, day. <laughs> the next i love that show so fucking good um yeah those two obviously huge um We've been oh. reminiscing on, yeah. on stuff. Let me look at my list. We watched James and the Giant Peach last week, which, yeah. like, really, honestly, James and the Giant Peach might be one of my I new top, top movies. It's so fucking good. It was good. It was, it was funny. hilarious. It was, it was actually centipede. funny. Yeah, for some Brits, yeah. they were funny. Yeah, Sorry, were... guys. We oh. also watched Flushed Away, and that sucked. Yeah, Flushed Away didn't hold up, Sometimes British humor is not... Uh, usually British humor isn't fu- funny to me. Sorry. What oh. is that fucking one? Uh, no, the like adult one that everyone's like Shaun of Monty the Dead. Pi- Monty- oh, I actually like Shaun. I like Monty- Shaun Monty Python. I fucking hate it. What? I hate Monty Why? Python. I think I just like it because I watched it. It's just as not a kid. funny to me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was off topic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh my god, cats and dogs. <laughs> oh. Well, that one wasn't huge in my childhood, but that was I just huge in my childhood. That. I had like a phase where I would like. My brother and I would always watch. Like every night, we we're like cats and dogs. <laughs> I want to rewatch it because I don't really Wait, remember. Wait, cats most and dogs. Cats versus dogs. Is that is it cats versus? Dogs? I think it's cats versus oh, dogs because they're like spies. Yeah. Let me edit that. <laughs> I think we would know Speaking of spies, is. Spy Kids. Oh oh. Am I so right? good. You're right. There's something about Spy Kids, especially that one scene where something about like when it was like kids who had like crazy professions that are totally unrealistic really was Coding exciting kids to me. next door mm-hmm. or like had livelihoods that just wouldn't are not common like um yeah. sweet life of zach and cody it's like oh my they god live on i boat. always wanted to they live in a hotel, hotel. that's why so is that a cool. thing as a kid i always wanted to live in a hotel i think it was that zach show and cody. oh my god right it's like idealized childhood situations i love oh. that shit like i was like i want to be a spy i want to live in a hotel and be a spy true combo or I tell me a spy. <laughs> I still want that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Or what else? Well, this is a t- different turn, but Coraline was huge for me. Still is. One of yeah. my favorite movies of all time. It is really good. I love that movie, but that's... Yeah. That one is fucking scary. That one is scary, but so is James and the Giant Peach. So is James. Oh, I always think that's Tim Burton, but it's not. James honestly, and the Giant Tim Peach Burton movies. Burton. I think that's why... 
Well, I was a weird fucking kid, and I read, like, weird, like, books about, like, monsters and stuff. I don't know. I, hmm. I had a weird face. But I, okay. I think it was also because Tim Burton movies, I love them so much. That's why I love horror movies so much. I think so, it's too, It's because it's, like, me. horror for, like, kids. It is Because it's creepy, yeah. but it's still, like, digestible for kids. Mm-hmm. So good. So true. Yeah, and Tim Burton was huge in, in the 2000s, too. Like, does mm-hmm. he even still make movies? Because I feel like he was just, like, kind of 90s, 2000s. I feel like the last one he did was fucking, um... Not Frank and Weenie, but that other <gasps> one. Frank and Weenie, I forgot. That one Monster House? Good. No, that's no, not. Awesome. I, I watched that. I, I watched love... that last weekend. You did? Alone at home. Oh my god, I love Monster House, and I didn't watch. Usually, Emma, Lily, and I watch it every Halloween. It and is scary. The part with the babysitter where she's like dancing. Yes. So. Funny. And what's the boyfriend's name? Like Bones or something. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the like. Cr- there's like such a weird like gray like blackish like screen over everything like yeah, filter everything. yeah and like their neighborhood is like so eerily empty like i know it's like early animation so the animation yeah. just fucked up it's but so I'm, like, weird this is like a ghost town i feel like that wasn't even that early though like the animation has no right to be that bad it was I'm so it bad it was so bad it, and that's what makes it scary to be honest like when the old man comes out of the house yelling at the kid and you see his face no like, i was actually scared of that face. as kid. <gasps> my little brother like he's five he's still watching that movie he's like scared it's like he talks about up. it. He's like, he's like the scary house. <laughs> he's yeah, two thousand six. I feel like, mm. come on, by that point, like that was bad. You know, I think that's another reason why a lot of those movies have become a big part of Gen Z humor and meme culture is because that they that those were the days of early animation. Yeah, that's why I said in the, in that. And they just too. are funny. And now that we yeah. have a better understanding of animation, it's bec- and because it's grown so much, especially mm-hmm. with like CGI, we like can see how good it can be and then you look back on that stuff you grew up with you're like oh my god well that's why i was blown away by puss in boots because it was like i'd seen like you know like frozen and stuff and like some newer pixar ones like inside out like it's not like i've been under a rock like not seeing animated films like i saw into the Mm spider-verse but when i think shrek i think like early 2000s shrek and then i watched that and i was like whoa whoa because even like the 2011 puss in boots was not the same animation Mm -hmm. yeah and I was like, hold, like, it looks newer, but you're like, it's still that weird, like... Yeah, it was definitely, like, you had to adjust to it, but it was so good. Guys, go read really my good. review of oh my Puss in Boots. Let me plug. Deaclarian.com. Deaclarian. <laughs> I reviewed Puss in Boots the last wish. Um, it was actually so good, too. Thanks. It's not weird to think about, that like... Movie, that movie was amazing. It was really good. Isn't it weird to think about, like, kids, like, like my little brother now, like, they're being raised on, like, that stuff, and then in, like, 10... 15 years they're gonna be like oh my god yeah remember this movie and they're gonna be like talking about it same thing yeah it's crazy that is crazy anyways i also talked about i was thinking about like internet culture and stuff because like when the internet first because like when shrek came out and like when we were first when we were like really young kids the internet like wasn't really a thing a whole no. lot until I, I only like i remember like having a computer in my house mm-hmm. when i was younger but i don't really remember playing on it a lot but then until I got into, like, elementary school, and then we had, like, computer lab. Yes! And then I was able to play a computer, computer lab. Computer lab but was I kinda, another Dude, thing. I know. I, like, want to reminisce on, like, games you played or, like, <sighs> videos you watched. Because yes. I did get into, like, YouTube at, like, kind of a Same. young age. I did, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. My early YouTube ep- things that I watched, like, um, what are they called? Channels. <laughs> I loved Smosh. Did you know Smosh? No, what the fuck is I that? I think that's just like my older brother's influence on Probably. me. Probably. But that was, that's early, early YouTube Smosh. They're just yeah. like these two guys who did like skits. 
Or like Marcel the Shell. I watched Marcel the Marcel the Shell. That's also in line with like Annoying Orange. And, uh, <gasps> I love Did you watch Charlie the Unicorn? I was, I was just Charlie about to say that. Charlie the Unicorn is actually the like, most cryptic fucking thing I've ever that seen. Was a, every time I talk about that, no one fucking knows what I'm saying. You know I do. That was the next one I was gonna say. Charlie oh, the Unicorn was so. That scary. was like that was like my favorite one, and that was definitely like my like siblings' influence. Cause like what the fuck was? Or that? like um, this one was even more disturbing. Salad fingers. Oh my god, yes. That my was childhood friend and I would like watch that. Yep. But it, we thought it was like kind of funny, but it was also like scary. It's like I like to touch the rusty nails. Rusty spoon. Rusty spoon. <laughs> like you can't even call that art. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't call that art. God damn. <laughs> Sorry Shitting to the producers. Oh, it's just so scary, though. Oh, it really it was scary. influenced my childhood in a weird way. Um, That's mostly that. But also, like, games. What okay, games. About Wizard 101. Wizard 101. <laughs> I love that we can talk about this, because a lot of people didn't... Like, because we both have had older brothers. I think and, like, that's that the is thing. an influence, yeah. for sure. Because Wizard 101 was all my brother. I loved Wizard 101. Me too. Um, what, what else did I play? Okay, you ha- you played different games. What's the one I said last last week? It was like picked up art or something. Oh, I don't. I, didn't I don't play know that if one. anyone said that, but there there was like different tools you could do. There was like a like um, a like shaving cream type one, and you could draw with like it was like three D effect. There was like glitter you could use. And that it was actually just does like sound familiar. An art thing. That does sound familiar. Actually, I'm looking it up. You're saying that art. I definitely played on like. Um, cool math game type oh, websites. What were your favorite cool math games games? I know mine Ooh. right off the top of my head. Um, oh my god, who? I gotta think about that. Mm. Oh my god, well, Fireboy and Lava... Wait, no, <gasps> Fire... Wait. Fireboy and Water Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Fire... Water Boy. No, wait. it's a girl. I don't know. <laughs> it's Fireboy and Water Girl. Because I was getting confused with Lava... With Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> with Lava... That's another oh, big yeah, yeah. pop culture movie for Oh my god, that was huge. Childish. Oh my god. Um, Kid Picks, that's the art one. You never played this? Wait, I might have. Find like the actual screen. It was I insane. definitely played was with so some like fun. drawing games where you like it was just draw so shit. So funny, do like different effects, and they were like all on the side. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I did do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, cool math games. Cool math. Games. Or I did like girly ones too, where like you like decorate cakes, or they're like um cooking ones, my- like cook burgers. Remember the balls one? It was called like balls. <laughs> But you would like have to, so it had like a, a ball and it had like different shapes and like colors on them, and you'd have to dip it in paint and like add effects to it in, in a certain order to get that effect. And you only had so many like tries to get it. That was on cool it was, game? Yes, it was. That one was my favorite, Bloxors or whatever. Oh, that's how And then familiar. the other one that's like the cube one that's like Bloxers. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember like cube stuff. I love on the cube cool ones. Games. Dude, we gotta play Fireboy and Water Girl sometime. Have we played that together? Or I feel like we haven't played else? any. No. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. We should do that. We really should. Marble Blast? Did you play Marble Blast? No one fucking played Marble Blast. No. It was so fun. I still play it. (gasps) I literally have it on my computer right now. Oh. I can't even explain it. It's like, it's just like a ball. It's a marble. And it's like going through a course and you have to get to a finish line. And do Mm. like different jumps and like... No, Marble Blast. Oh my god, it was so fun. Damn. That was the fucking best. Well then, obviously, like, this is another type of video game, but like, you know... Nintendo games like Mario Kart, Super Mario Bros. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Wii, any Wii any game. Any Wii game. Oh my god, so Wii fun. Sports. Wait, the computer games, did you play one? There was like an animal one. Okay, this is so niche. No one ever knows what I'm talking about. It was, I was like, so I was like really young and it was like an animal game where like you do like different, learn about different things or like click on different things. And one was like about a bat 
and it was talking about echolocation, and it sang a little song, and it goes like this. <laughs> oh, you remember it. <laughs> okay. And it goes like this. Echo, 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 echolocation. Mm. No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed myself singing that. No one knows. You know what that reminded me of? Something completely different, though. That reminded me of... <laughs> Sorry to change the subject. That reminded me of... Um, get connected. For free with education, education connection. connection. <laughs> For free, free. Like I don't even know if I ever saw that playing on TV or if I that definitely was on YouTube. Did. Like, because it became a meme. Yeah. So I don't know. Education connection. I definitely saw that. That, that single handedly made me want to get an education. Me too. That. Fuck. That's why I'm here. High school. <laughs> That's why I'm in college. <laughs> I went to my condition. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to what this podcast is really about. Yeah. What about songs for you? What's your some of your most influential 2000 songs that oh you think is defining God. for your Gen Z life? For me as personally, a let me look up my playlist. My playlist is called River Roll because it's I was going to say, is it the River Roll <laughs> <Yes>. one? <laughs> we'll it's... plug it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a great 2000s post, guys. I'm not going to lie. 2000s pop mostly. But I would go to this local roller rink called River Roll in my hometown, which is like the dingiest fucking like, ugh. Yeah. But if, had, you're, like... if you're from Colorado, Skate City is yes. River Roll. Yeah. Yes. And it was like by the river, like so. It's like just kind of like a weird stink. And then just like the like bright like like colorful, colorful carpet. carpet. It's like black and it has the it's weird black and it has stars. Yes, <gasps> I want to see the skate city because I want to be relive it's River. It's so Bowl. fun. Does yours have an arcade? Like a shitty arcade? <laughs> like I can't hardly remember. even remember because I think the one that I used to go to closed, uh-huh. but they have a different one. It's like the same. It's both, they're both old as fuck. Yeah. I don't remember. I think they have some, like, um, like, ski, ski ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have, like, like, basketball. I don't yeah. remember. We have, like, yeah, we have, like, a basketball and, like, yeah. a, what is it, table with the hot air hockey. Oh, yeah. And there's also a thing where you can buy a bunch of just, like, weird little shit, like, yeah, candies yeah, like, and stuff. Yeah, also, another thing I remember about it, sorry, I'm really going into <laughs> local roller rink. <laughs> but, childhood. Like, the bathroom is so weird. This place is just, like, so dinky and old. Like, there's, like, a huge dip in the women's bathroom. Wait, we had a dip in ours, too. And no I would always way. fall. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be on your fucking skates in the bathroom. Yeah, you'd be it's on like your skates linoleum and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wait, shit. how do we both have that? Dude, I don't know. Maybe that's a common roller rink thing. Maybe it's like only in the girls' bathroom. Maybe it's both bathrooms, and we've never been in the boys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is in the boys. Boys, Maybe I'll go in this time. Let us know. <laughs> I look kind of like a boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, back to the original question. <laughs> anyway, so all of these songs used to like two thousands pop would always play River Roll. That's why I, yeah. I associated with that. But um, yeah, by Usher, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost chose that for this podcast. Yeah, it's so good. That one had a huge effect on me. Um, also, Replay by Oh my god. Yes, probably the most one hit wonder guy I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know any other songs by him, but um, my friend and I had like an orchestrated dance to that song. <laughs> Shiny, like a melody in my head. <laughs> um, oh Dynamite, Teo Cruz. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, so many. Pretty much any Rihanna song. I got a feeling, boom, boom, pow, black. I almost did that one too. I remember watching the music videos for all of those. Like I was a music video. That's why I usually start, dude. Me too. I oh loved God, watching. The I would movies. sit on my kitchen, like my coffee table. Like I remember sitting on the coffee table. I don't know why I would like perch on there watching them all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I and mean, it was like a thing my family and I would do. Especially oh, yeah. like Lady Gaga music videos. I loved. Like um, she's gonna be. She's gonna be in the pod. She's on. Yes. Yeah, is yeah. it? Po- is it Poker Face? Maybe. It is. 
<laughs> poker face just dance paparazzi that video was like my instruction Sam, like, sex <laughs> what <laughs> they don't actually have sex but they're like making out in bed and then oh my god like, yes brings her to the balcony and pushes her off the balcony <gasps> that shit was crazy. That was like the most shocking. No, Sam like loves seen. Lady Gaga, like just like not even like ironically, she's like loves great. her. But like I was listening to because I I don't know why. Even her like, most recent stuff is not bad. I know we were like going through some of her music and I was like, her songs are like really good actually. Joanne <laughs> like, pops. Okay, yeah, good for like pop songs too. Like oh yeah, she, like she defined the two thousands. Her oh and God, Beyonce, yeah. biggest yeah. women in. At the time, I would say. Or I don't know. biggest like powerhouse. Singers. I would say Rihanna is oh, Rihanna, huge. For sure. But I don't know if I call her like a powerhouse. Like she doesn't like she's not like a belt. Not like a pa- yeah, no, not like but a powerhouse. Still amazing and iconic. Yeah. Um, I loved Neon Trees. Remember Neon Trees? Oh my god, Sam covered a Neon Tree song at Battle of the Bands uh, last oh, year. I could see that. Wait, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? Did he, Wait, right? did he do was Animal that? or did he do um what was the other one? Everybody talks. Everybody talks. <gasps> Come on, everybody dogs is so good. <laughs> it's not even the whisper. Yeah. Love that song so growing up. Funny. Fireflies. <gasps> Fireflies. That I still bump that. That music it. video was like was really formative for me too. That weird music. Oh, video. that was like, like in his they room like, on wait, the piano. What? Oh and yeah. Stuff starts coming to life. Yes. In okay. Room. Okay. Yeah. It's like Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. I think they're super Christian. I think he's from like Salt Lake or something. <laughs> Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm gonna end it there. Yeah, mine, but I just listened. Like, was there was, is there like one song you think you just, like sticks out the most oh to end God. it with? Wow, wow, wow! The defining Gen Z song for Julia. Um, wow, I don't know if I can narrow it down to be honest. You don't have one that like you're like that is my song. Oh my God! Wow, bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing. <laughs> I still bump that. All okay, the time. you have to sing a little bit for us to end it out then. Bulletproof. That was good. This time. Oh. <laughs> so she actually counts the rest. <laughs> I just go straight through. Yeah. Shit. Well, thanks for coming out of the pod. Thanks. This was fun. Yes, it was really fun. Next episode of Soundscape, I already said it here, so we're going to be talking about Skater Boy. So Yay. come prepared for that. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>